The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And yes, you damn straight, this is your fucking host, Raider Greg. Now, I know I've got a bunch of bullshit from people because I haven't been around. And I'd like to use excuses like, well, let's see, I'm remodeling my bathroom, which in fact is true. I'm looking at a gaping hole and rotted floors, and anybody who's never, ever done it before totally can relate to my misery for sure. We are down to one bathroom, three kids, and a wife. That's not why I haven't been doing it. Let's see, what's another thing now? Yes, unfortunately and very sadly, one of my fellow firefighting buddies and co-workers has passed away from job-related cancer. Yes, to lighten up the day a little bit more. A uh, very good friend, worked for him with him for about 14 years now. Uh, very, very cool and educated and wonderful guy. A mind blower, unique individual, to say the very least, has passed away from pancreatic cancer. So this Saturday, we're going to the big whoop-duh funeral that we put on. Yes, as firefighters, we do it right. That's right. We do it very right, and we let it all out for our brother, that's been taken out because of our profession. Average retirement um, for our profession, folks, is five whopping years. That's right. You retire, and the chances of living five years past your retirement are very bad. So I'm not singing the blues, but I just want to bring this to you because this is kind of a unique podcast. And um, as funny as you would say things happen in the world, like when you go to Italy and you run into your next-door neighbor, or you're in a ball game in Baltimore and you run into someone you work with. Just as weird consequences and circumstances happen to everybody, it just so happens this week, Raider Take at the RaiderTake.com blog, Sean, my very good friend, very good Raider brother, uh, laid it down just as I in my soul feel it. So I'm going to read his take to you guys, his blog, and just consider it to be me because it is everything that I have to say. And he always does it so well. <laughs> I just tell you, man, the guy is rocking. John from the Raider Take, you rock. So that's one of the things we're going to talk about today in this show, show 191. Yeah, yeah. About my city, the city of old. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city, the city of old? Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. I'm gonna tell you, I had to go off on a tangent and, and just let it out because uh, this show's gonna be a little different. Okay, on the show today, Bow Wow Kith is out of the doghouse. We'll see. Oh, Henry. Oh, Henry Wright. That's right, Chris Henry. Up for grabs. Do we want him? We'll talk about that. Trouble in paradise once again. The NFL and the NFLPA are popping off and could be on the way to a supernova in professional sports. We'll go over the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section because you guys got a lot to say. And of course... 
the bone line. And I remind you of that number is 1-800-620-7181. 800-620-7181. Get on the bone. Come on, people. I know it's tough. It's off season. It blows. That's right. It fucking sucks. To be honest with you. Because you know what, man, I'm jonesing for football already. I could give a shit what we play as long as we play. Um, the draft, everything else. Let me just go through the first story like I told you. I'm going to quote Sean from the Raider Take. And just re- believe me, Raider Nation, this is coming from my heart. And I couldn't have said it better for myself. But Sean comes in with a blistering, wonderful uh, blog here. It's great. He's great. He's a great writer. The next hour, it is entitled. Well, I feel like an absentee landlord who isn't taking care of his building and who isn't thankful that the tenants aren't pulling out the plumbing right out of the walls in protest. Thanks to everyone who's keeping the lights on while I've abdicate my responsibilities, I thank you. Life is good, and so is my health, but I've decided to pursue a more rigorous diet. My concerns are genetic in nature and unrelated to chronic exposure to Jerry Porter and Barry Sims or radioactive traces of Lemont, Lame Giordani. So I'm watching my salt and my caffeine and everything else besides oatmeal and leafy greens. No big deal. Which, oddly enough, brings me to... The Raiders. My diet for the team seems to be changing as well. I've gorged myself on Raiders here since September of 2005. Now, 425 posts later, my brain has unexpectedly urged me to go on a diet for the sake of my mental health. So I've been playing hooky. I must confess I've enjoyed it. I haven't been paying any attention to the draft board, really, much anyways. And I can't tell you what Chris Long eats for breakfast or how many tattoos Darren McFadden has. And I must admit that my ignorance has brought me a measure of bliss. Of course, none of these helps my credibility as a Raiders blogger, a.k.a. podcaster in my case. But I'm just trying to be as honest as possible because that's what regulars here have been with me expect. I could pretend that I've been wearing my male Kuiper's wig and analyzing around the clock by candlelight for the draft, but that's just not the case. I'm just flat out tuckered out by the drama. The speculation, and quite frankly, the caring. It's not that I no longer care. I just sent my first payment in for my season tickets. Yeah, you did, Sean, and so did I. I'm still totally in, as some would say. I'm just suffering from care fatigue at the moment. I'm not sure if you care about any of this, but I certainly understand if you don't. I just don't want to let the paint peel without explanation. You write so well, Sean. Let's be honest. This year got off to a terrible start. Lane Kiffin later confirmed the obvious and pretty much admitted some serious 
internal issues, which thankfully seem to have settled down. Who's to blame? Who cares at this point? What's unavoidable is that we can't afford to create new issues because we're already plagued with issues. The more error, the slimmer the margin for it. It's common sense. But then the tide started to turn, at least on paper. Terminal scholarships, Porter, Sims, etc. were terminated. Sure, we overspent on some guys, but it beats not spending at all, which some teams are doing. There's no question that the personnel music had to be faced and that new talent and new attitude are taking root in Oakland. Amen. I heard a guy on ESPN Radio a few weeks ago saying that the Raiders were the worst franchise in sports after the New York Knicks. Brother. Nice analysis. We're not having the worst franchise in our division. The Chiefs are in the crapper again, and they've never really been out of it, have they? When's the first time the Chiefs did anything significant in the playoffs? The few times that they reached them, unlike the Raiders, I haven't seen the Broncos or the Chargers in the Super Bowl in the 21st century either. Even as the Raiders rise from the dead, the haters just can't help dancing on the alleged grave. This is their hour. The next will be ours. Anyhow, who cares? Well, I guess I do after all. And that's his blog, and that's what he has to say. Of course, I threw a couple of my things in there, like paying my season tickets, absolutely. Sent that money off. And the fact that he puts in here that, you know, he doesn't care. It's not that he doesn't care about the team or he doesn't have a passion or he's not, you know, flipped out about the stuff that happens. It's just sometimes it's it just gets to be a lot. And especially for Sean, I'm sure, like myself, who spent <laughs> countless hours just glazing over your computer screen on sports-related sites trying to find something and read something into what's going on with the NFL, our franchise, our team, our owner, our coach. Life happens, and sometimes it's nice to delve into that end of things, just like me. Not that I like to delve into the funeral of a friend or definitely not want to remodel my bathroom. But sometimes it's nice to be in there getting dirty, taking care of business, and also to realize that things are more important than football, like life in general, happiness, health. So I'm here for you, brother. I'm here for you, sister. I'm here. I'm Raider Greg, and I'm ready to rock and roll the rest of this time that I'm here. But sometimes, especially this time, you have an absentee landlord, too. And not that I'm justifying it. I'm just telling you like it is. And that's all I have to say about that. All right. Let's move on. Bow wow. <laughs> Kiff is out of the doghouse. Who let the dogs out? Yes, it's been a while since I talked to you guys, and Kiffin has popped off 
with some amazing statements. Statements about Al Davis, statements about Al Davis. Statements about Rob Ryan. Some interesting takes on the coach that hasn't been heard from in months. He talks about Al Davis. You have to you have an owner who is a hands-on kind of guy, an owner who prides himself in knowledge of football, especially on defense. He's done a lot in this league, coach, commissioner, and owner. Here's another thing he says is, look, coaching the Raiders is not the easiest job. Well, no shit. There have been people who have left because Al is very demanding. He has opinions on things. We are not going to see eye to eye and everything. No, I don't think so. Especially when you have two people with such differing ages. But in the end, we come out together and do the best that we can to put the best on the field. Now, Kiffin says also that he was very involved in the talent acquisitions of the season, the D'Angelo Hall thing, the Gabriel Wilson deal, Javon Walker and the Drew Cotter signing. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad Kiffin's finally out of the doghouse, and I'm very glad that Al has ripped the duck cake from his mouth. Because the Oakland Raider fan base was flipped out and almost, and I have to say, probably numb from the fact of what happened after the season. And to, to, to do that to a fan base who's looking forward to a team that could succeed is just a bunch of bullshit. I am just fucking elated that now I don't have to worry about a coach, we don't have to worry about a new playbook, and we don't have to worry about tumultuous times in the office, at least yet. And I think that that whole thing has been a water under the bridge, let us hope, or blood, whichever you want to say. But it looks to me like Kiffin has finally steadied on his ship's deck with Al, the captain, pointing his crooked finger at him, yelling at him, giving him attitude, <laughs> and calling him on every decision except for maybe possibly taking a crap. But that's the job of a coach of the Raiders, folks. Take it or leave it, baby, but it's a coaching job that can take you to the heights of the profession. The Raiders as a franchise have a great history, as we all know, and bringing a team like that to the Super Bowl, well, let's just say this, it gives you a, a, a little bit of job security if there is any in the NFL. Lane Kiffin could do a great thing here, and I think that he is doing a great thing because things have changed. Like Sean from the Raider Takes said, we lost a lot of dead wood, folks, and it's a good thing. Nice to see that Lane is out. Nice to see that Lane is alive. And it's nice to see that the coach is given a little bit more slack. And let us just see how much more slack this guy has. It's nice to see that we don't have to worry about that part of the team this season. Okay. Oh, Henry. Oh, I 
Checking trouble, sugar, moving down the line. I come up hard, baby, but that's okay. Cause trouble, man. That's right, Chris Henry cut from the Bengals. Old story, but new story is we all thought he was going to go to the Dallas Cowboys. But evidently, Jerry Jones has got an insight on the long and protracted, mm, let us say, timeout <laughs> that Chris Henry's going to get from the NFL. This is his second big-time offense of the uh, off-the-field conduct rules but the kid is a very talented receiver and as far as wide receivers go would do very well in silver and black and i think we need him honestly as much people say we already got some trouble with d'angelo hall and his attitude but that's not d'angelo's fault i ain't going there because he's not that kind of guy now this is that kind of guy (laughs) chris Henley's that kind of guy Depending upon his suspension time, I wouldn't doubt that the Raiders have already inquired on that and have already been checking it out. But as a fantasy, it sure would be nice to have him in silver and black. And if his suspension is not going to be for a year, he might be able to play. Certainly wouldn't have to pay him a whole lot of money. The chance that you gave him another chance at the NFL would also give you an opportunity to see if you can resurrect this talent because he is a great receiver. And he was blooming when this whole crap came down. The first time and now, of course, the second time. He is a troubled youth, and we've had trouble with that in the past. But I still say the talent is there. I bet you Al has his crooked little finger (laughs) pointed at him. And I bet you he's checked it out, if not checking it out still. So that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it, partner. Now, trouble in paradise, folks. Trouble in paradise. There is fucking trouble in the NFL. Go figure. Here you have the three major sports sports that are in the United States. You have basketball, NBA, you have baseball, and then you have the NFL. Those are the three sports, folks. Hockey ain't happening. Soccer ain't there yet. Those are the three money makers. You have people in baseball making big money, $160 million, $128 million. That's huge dollars for contracts, but you look at the games you play. The same with uh, the basketball, NBA. They're being paid huge dollars and used contracts, but look at the work that they put out. That's the argument. The argument from the owners is we have players that play 10 games a season, and that's it. And the, other, the rest of the time, they're off doing their thing, which is not true, as all, all of us know. But the owners are saying, the reason we're having this problem is we only play 10 games, and these guys are playing 
you know, the baseball's playing the 100 one-offer games. I don't even know, obviously. Football, basketball plays a shitload of games, and here we play 10. So the owners are saying, hey, man, you know, those guys deserve it because they play more games. Got a point. But I'll tell you what, you don't see two baseball players heading to each other at maximum speed to try to take each other out. You don't see a baseball player go up to get a ball and be hammered from two different directions and have his spine dislocated. No, I don't think so. Now, the NBA, different story. They're very physical, but not that physical. Not like Jabril Jabril Wilson's hits that you can see on our forum, thanks to Raider Rick. Check those out. You won't see that on any NBA floor, or you'll see a player suspended for life. Now, we're coming up to an uncapped year. You know what that means, folks? That means anyone's contract in that uncapped year could be anything. There's a lot of talk about uh, Asamoah getting a huge contract after that comes through. I think Davis, when they talk about Davis spending too much money, I've talked about this already, but i got to put it out there again. Davis is spending the money from a smart businessman's perspective. He's taking the hit early instead of waiting to the last minute like every other owner is going to do and not pay and have disgruntled players and have a bunch of people upset about money that's going to other places. Al's already taking care of that. Plus, he's paying it early. He's setting these contracts up because you think this signing $50 million for Kelly's big? Wait for the uncapped year and see what happens. You can tag on another $20 million to that, and you watch. I got my crystal ball, partner, and it's coming down just like I say. The only other option is a strike. I know. I said it. You don't want to hear it, but that's the fucking truth, folks. This is a possible strike situation if I've ever seen one. There is such a huge disparity in opinions here between the league and the players. It's not even funny. And it looks like the owners are going to take a hard nose. But we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see this come up because last time, a lot of, lot of saber rattling before the contract was signed with the NFL, and then, boom, it got signed. I don't know if they're ready for a strike. I don't know if the NFL can hang with a strike because I know these fans are crazy. So I'll tell you this right now, that the NFL and the NFLPA better get their shit together because I, as a season ticket holder, and I'm going to put up with a bunch of bullshit as far as a strike is concerned, and I will not watch replacement players. So there you go. Well... 1-800-620-7181. I know I've been absentee, but that doesn't mean you can be absentee. Get on the fucking bone line and throw a bone. Okay, let's get to the bone line. Bad of the bone. Bad of the bone. Hello, Raider Nation. C-Money. 
Name my brother, Raider Greg. Raider Greg is the man. I love the dude, man. He's he's all he's all right. Well, first and foremost, I'm from New Bedford, Massachusetts. I don't like it here. I used to live in Los Angeles for years. When I was in the Navy, I left, came back east to be with family. And I'm here, and I want to go back so bad, and someday I may. But I'm a huge Oakland Raiders fan. Love my Raiders. This year, I think they're going to do a hell of a job. They've got a lot of acquisitions in the offseason. Drew Carter, Kalimba Edwards, D'Angelo Hall, of all people. Our secondary is going to be incredible with my boy Namdi Asamoa. I mean, we are going to have the best secondary in the NFL. Kwame Harris, we have him. William Joseph. We also got Javon Walker from Denver and Gabriel Wilson from the Giants. Oh, I mean, we are going to be something this year. This is our year. Raiders are going to do it this year. I, I, I really, truly believe they're going to win the AFC West. I think they're going to win that division just based on the acquisitions they, they acquired in the offseason. And if they keep Jamarcus Russell, they keep him focused and have Dante Culpepper with him to, to mentor him. He needs a, Jamarcus Russell needs a mentor. He needs a mentor, and I think that Dante Culpepper is the perfect person to mentor him and bring him along slowly. I don't think he should be a starter. I think Dante Culpepper should be the starter for the Raiders. He did a hell of a job when he played for them last year when he got the starting job. But I think Jamarcus Russell should get playing time in each game, but he, they should bring him along slowly. I don't think he should be the starter. I think it should be Dante Culpepper. He's got the experience. He's an excellent quarterback. And with all these acquisitions and the weapons that they got him with, with Javon Walker and Drew Carter, along with my man, you've got you to gotta go with my man Ronald Curry, one of the best wide receivers in the league. I'm sorry that we lost, you know, this guy too, number 84. And you know who I'm talking about. We lost my man Jerry Porter, and I'm going to miss him daily, man. But, you know, with, with Ronald Curry and now with Drew Carter and Javon Walker, I think they should bring my man slowly along. I don't think they should throw him in there because what he did last year was bullshit. He sat out $31 million guaranteed money like my man Raider Greg said, and you don't take it? That's some bullshit. I think they should bring him along slowly under the wings of my man Dante Culpepper, have him be the starting quarterback, but they have to re-sign him. Dante's still an unrestricted free agent, if I'm not mistaken. He needs a mentor, and Dante Culpepper would be the perfect situation for somebody like a Jamarcus Russell. They're basically the same prototype quarterback. They're both 6'5", 6'6", 250-plus pounds. They both got strong arms, can throw to the sun. You know, I think they should keep this nucleus the way it is right now. And as far as the NFL draft coming up this month, I think, personally, if they go with Darren McFadden, what a compliment for Justin Fargus. Incredible, incredible compliment for Justin Fargus. I think it would be beautiful if they drafted him. But I wouldn't be mad if they went after a nice, tall, wide receiver, another weapon for my man Dante and for Jamarcus to throw to. We need weapons. We need offensive weapons, man, because our defense is going to be – we're going to have the sickest defense in the NFL. So I think right now what they should do is draft a tall, wide receiver, 6'4", 6'5". I think that should be their fourth pick in the first round. But if they do get Darren McFadden, I'm not, I'm not mad at him. But that's the situation I feel for the black and silver. I love these guys. I'm a Raider till I die. I don't care. It's black and silver all the way. And Raider Greg is the man. I think he's 
he's incredible, man. He's a people person. He's got a beautiful personality. The guy is true blue, man. He doesn't cut no slack. He's he's genuine, man. I love him. Keep doing your thing, Reddit Greg. I just sent him a friend's request on MySpace, and C Money is my name on MySpace. C Money, and he just blessed me and gave me the the friend's request acceptance. So big outs to Raider Greg for accepting me as his friend on MySpace. I love you, brother. Keep doing your thing. And someday I'm going to take my ass out to Mecca and chill with you guys out in the fucking parking lot, and we're going to do this shit big, man. And go Raiders. I love you guys. They're going to do great this year. I know they're going to do great. No question about it. This is going to be the shit, man. And opening night, we got the Denver Broncos at McAfee Coliseum. We're going to fuck them up. There's not a question in my mind we're going to beat the shit out of Denver. We're winning the fucking AFC West this year. That's it. Hands fucking down. We're winning the AFC West. We're going to win that bitch because too many close games we lost last year by three, four points, shit like that. Two points here, three points there, four points there. We should have finished at least fucking nine and seven or maybe even ten and six. But too much mental mistakes cost us in most of those games last year. But I think in Lane Kiffin, I think we should keep Lane Kiffin also. He's a good young coach. He's disciplined. He's got a game plan. He's focused. He's got his players buying into what the fuck he's trying to talk about. I don't think Al should get I love Al Davis. Al Davis is the man, but I think he should keep Lane Kiffin. Good young coach. We don't need Dennis Green. Dennis Green, fuck him. You know, he's been in Minnesota. He's been in Arizona. You know, we don't need, we don't need Dennis Green. What we need is keep Lane Kiffin there. Give him, give him a few years. Let him get acclimated to the situation. You know, he's got to learn the system. He's a rookie coach. He, he needs to know what's going on. So let that happen. He's going to be something special if given the time. He's got the players buying into his shit. We need to keep this motherfucker. We can't let him go. Forget Dennis Green. He's damaged goods. Dennis Green is damaged goods. We don't need Dennis Green. He's damaged goods. Don't need him. I think the Raiders are going to do excellent this year. I think, without a doubt, I know they're going to win that fucking AFC West. So C-Money is the name. I'm on my – hit me up on MySpace. I'm on Raider Greg's webpage. C-Money. Got my man Ronald Covey making the catch on my on my page, bro. You can't miss it. Black and silver all the way. Anybody want to get at me, get at me. You know, I'm going back to Cali one of these days. I got to get back there, man. Got to go to the Raiders game, get in the black home, chill with my man Raider Greg and, you know, all them cats, man, and just do it big, man. And much love to all you cats in the podcast, man. I appreciate this 1-800-FREE-CALL. You can – I just – I got to hear this shit. I got to hear it on the, on the podcast when you guys finally broadcast this. I'm going to be looking out for it. There's some good stuff here that Raider Greg's doing, man. I mean, he, he's a fireman, first and foremost. He's a hero. He takes time out to, you know, his passion for the Raiders. He, he does all this shit, man, and I hope he keeps it up. My blessings go out to him and his family. You know, just keep doing your thing, Raider Greg. You're the man. I love you. You're good people, man. you got a good heart. Raider Greg's the fucking man. We got Lane Kiffin. Keep Lane Kiffin. Jamarcus Russell. Let him be a backup to Dante. Let Dante Scott. Let him be a mentor to this motherfucker because this dude last year bullshitted $31 million guaranteed money, and he still didn't want to fucking come to the Raiders. So, well, he didn't want to sign the contract. So as a punishment, and I love Jamarcus Russell, but as a punishment, I think they should not make him a starter for what he pulled last year. Keep his ass on the fucking bench. Play him like a quarter a game, a quarter a game. Let him get a feel for the game. Let him come along slowly. You can't throw a fucking rookie quarterback because he's a rookie all let's, – let's be honest with it, people. He's a rookie all over again. He missed all of training camp, most of training camp. He didn't play in hardly any games. He only played in the Denver Broncos game. 
He played in a couple other games, little stints here and there, but he didn't really get no playing time. So he's really like a rookie all over again because of the training camp bullshit. So bring him along slowly. Jamarcus Russell plays behind Dante Culpepper. Culpepper's the starter, and that's the way it should be. And Dante Culpepper's an excellent mentor. What a mentor to have to bring somebody under him to bring him along, man. You've got Dante Culpepper. He's got the playoff experience in Minnesota. He's, he's, he's an excellent quarterback. He's, got the, he's been in the league for years now. He can tutor him. He can mentor him. He can show him the ropes, show him how to go about being a professional. That's what we need is bring him along slowly. If they throw this motherfucker in there as a starter on Monday night against Denver, that could be a mistake. I'm not saying it's going to be a mistake, but I think Dante Culpepper should be the starter. I think that he should get 15 minutes a game, a quarter a game, and that's it. I think that's adequate fucking time for him to come along slowly to get a feel for the game. Then if the Raiders start doing excellent, which I see them doing, now you give him a little bit more time. You give him a quarter and a half. And I'm sure Raider Greg sees it the same way I see it. And what he pulled last year, they should make him be the backup quarterback. He shouldn't be the starter after what he pulled last year. Everybody at the Raider Nation podcast, everybody in Raider Nation out there, everybody who believes in the black and silver, Randy, Raider Greg, all the brothers, everybody at McAfee Coliseum, this is going to be one special ride we're going on, fellas, because our Raiders are going to kick some fucking ass this year. And I'm telling you, this is what it's all about. Raider Nation, black and silver, baby. Win, lose, or tie, I'm a fucking Raider till I die. And I'm going to tell you something. We're going to win that AFC West this year. So God bless everybody there. Hit me up on MySpace at fucking myspace.com slash cmoney. You can't miss me. My man, Raider Greg, blessed me. He hooked me up. He, he gave me the acceptance on his page. I'm on there now. I'm down with him. And that's what's up, man. God bless everybody. I love you all. Can't wait to hear this on on the podcast. Hopefully you guys air this shit and I can hear it. And we're going to fucking kick some ass this year. I'm out, man. Peace. Well, there you have it. You talking about you. You talking about the Raiders. I'd rather have that because me, I'm getting tired of me myself. And by the way, C-Money. Love you, brother. You're a Raider true and true because I've seen it. I read it and I can feel it. But, brother, put a shirt on with the Raiders insignia on it. You're freaking everybody out of the picture. <laughs> you got to get a shirt on and send me a picture. So we got you out there, man. It's okay. The model picture is all right, but not for the Raider Nation podcast. Throw a shirt on, brother, a sweater, whatever. But uh, appreciate the love, too, man. I appreciate that love, C-Money. <laughs> very, very cool. Okay, now. Get on that bone line, one 800 and break it down, man. I know it's off-season. Everyone's kind of getting in the pre-summer mode just like I am. Throw the bone, stay in touch, be here. Because there's a lot of people are pretty doggone committed. And Raider Rick, I'm telling you, you are. That's a fact. And you better make it that season opener, and that's no bullshit either. Okay? Okay. So here we go, comments, forum, section. I'm an old town Raider, Tim Brown, slow pain, touchdown, food die for the black hole, L.A. Coliseum, shoot it back to the Oakland Coliseum, welcome to the house, the house of pain, Lil L. Davis, that's my middle name, I pack a pistol, like Fred in the car, in the hood I got drama with the cops from the AFC 
Okay, well, I came into the comments section, and uh, since Lane Kiffin's sighting, I wanted to see what people were saying about uh, the situation here. <laughs> now, I didn't read the whole thing, the whole article, because evidently you guys have already seen it. It's all news. The Rob Ryan defense thing, <clears throat> that's been obvious. Anybody who's been a Raider fan knows Al Davis is a defensive guy, knows that he likes to put his fingers in the defense, has every fucking season. You know, what is new about that? Okay, well, here we go to our first. Nagin Raider comes in. I think Al catches a lot of flack because of him doing the dual roles of both owner and general manager. But if you think about it, he's doing what every other general manager wants to do. He wants to win. With him being a former coach himself, former commissioner, and so forth, he can't help but to continue to stick his hand in the cookie jar. Yeah, that's right. So in a way, I understand his actions, but I do really think that he needs to fire himself as GM, though. Now that's funny. Okay, here we go. This comes in from Lou Dog Raider. Lou Dog Raider comes in. Rob Ryan is a good D coach. Let Rob Ryan do his things. I know our D will get great. Lane Kiffin handled himself well last season. I'm glad that he's back for this season. I hope that the outcome of this season is good enough to bring him back for the season to follow. I think the positive attitude will have an impact on the team. I do wish that I would just sit back and let his staff make some decisions of their own. But then again, that's what makes Al who he is. The only thing I can ask for is that we just win, baby. Well, I agree. Okay, I'm going to agree with that one totally because, <laughs> you know what? You guys are fans. You could just see your fans, but what you're saying here makes perfect sense. Okay, let's see here. Raider Rodney. I just hope Kiffin embraces this, looks at it as a challenge, and learns to work with Al to improve us as opposed to struggling through another year until he can get out of Oakland. Well, I said a long time ago, Raider Rodney, um, that I think that that's the same thing that uh, Chucky did. And I think that's the same thing he did throughout his whole tenure here in Oakland. And I don't think he wanted to leave. It just was a situation where uh, he had to go. He had to go because his family's in Florida for crying out loud. So, I do miss Chucky, trust me, a lot. But I think that Kiff is doing the same thing. And think about it for a second, folks. You got Lane Kiffin's dad working directly with Chucky. Okay? Now, do you think that there's been any correspondence on how to deal with Al Davis? Do you think these guys don't talk on the phone about how am I going to handle this old crotchety son of a bitch who's got an attitude and, and wants to run the whole show? Well, do you think Chucky might have an idea? You bet your ass. And that's what's happening. And that's why things have settled down. I wouldn't even doubt that he's dabbled in the whole situation himself. I would not doubt at all if Al Davis got a phone call. You know what I'm saying? And got at least spoke about the situation with Kippen. Raider call comes in. It's great to see that at long last, Lane Kiffin has spoken. He recognizes the uniqueness of working with Davis and seems to acknowledge it 
It's easier to be Al's friend than enemy. Al Davis epitomizes his own franchise. <laughs> you could say he is the Oakland Raiders. That's true. He's not some corporate lackey looking to make a quick buck. Al Davis personifies the Raiders, and Lane Kiffin fully understands this. That's right, Raider Call. Al Davis is the Raiders. His name is all over the Raiders and will always be all over the Raiders. And like I said before, man, he's got a right to put his fingers in there. Pirates Life for Me comes in with, I couldn't understand why they have been so quiet all offseason when there weren't any problems. What's the point of that? Were they just trying to make us more nervous? Did they not understand people thinking about the organization has problems from within, is not a good for getting free agents? Then I remembered, we're the Raider Nation. It's us against the world. Al doesn't ever care what other people say or what they think. He does what he needs to do to get the job done. Just win, baby. That's right. Pirates Life for me has got it down. That's true, man. We I've always said that too, man. Al will do what Al does because he can. And we've always been the renegade fans of life. And tell me you don't catch shit still every day for being a Raider fan. I do, and I know you do. Here's the deal. The deal is this. Al Davis spends fucking money. Last year he did it. The year before he did it. And the year before that he did it. I can't remember when he hasn't. He will go out and get players. Whether they're the right players or not, you know, goes goes to show you. But he does not sit on his ass and wait for things to happen or just bring in money and take in money as the corporate entity that would be, you know, the Falcons. Just remember this. Like I said a million times before, when Al goes where he's got to go, who's got big enough shoes to step in and take over? We'll see. We will see. Okay. Tokai Raider comes in. This from the homepage, San Francisco Day. Raiders head coach breaks his silence in a frank interview with Nancy Gay. Say what? <laughs> I'm surprised Nancy Gay got in the room. Kiffin spoke at a press conference to a room full of reporters. That's hardly an interview with Nancy Gay. How about the Raiders head coach breaks his silence to a room full of reporters? One of one of whom happened to be Nancy Gay. What's next? Barack Obama gives a speech to 10,000 people on SanFranciscoGate.com, writes it up as a private interview. Now that's fucking funny. <laughs> Robert, you are funny. You know, last season, the Raiders played a private game just for me. Sure, 60,000 other people were there, and I sat down next to a row of Section 310, but when the Raiders beat Denver, it was my private game. I just let you all attend. I'm good like that. <laughs> You're funny. I see a lot of Gruden and Kiffin. His pausing for a sip of water when asked about working with Al was hilarious. It also great, It's great to hear Kiffin being honest about the problems, well, as honest, honest as he can be, saying, if there were smoke, there's fire, or something like that, and saying that Al 
is the owner, the general manager, the defensive coordinator, the floor wax, the desert topping, the judge, the jury, the executioner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was refreshing to hear a Raiders coach to be open and honest about that. Thank God that's true. You hear that, Raiders? The veil of secrecy is annoying. We're big boys and we can take it. So if you let your coaches speak their minds, we'll be listening. Amen, brother. Amen. And that's about all I'm going to say. There's a couple more here, but I can't go anymore because my voice is shot. Obviously, I need to have some exercise because I'm not as good at doing this as I was. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit, too. Welcome back to Raider Greg. That is something, huh? I appreciate all your concerns, uh, and thank you, Colorado Chris, for your kind email. I appreciate that, brother, because the truth is true. And let me leave the Raider Nation, if they're still listening, with this little tidbit of wisdom. Life is fucking short, folks. So I'll tell you this. Do what you will. Do the right thing. Be straight. Be good people. And uh, if you can, scrape up enough fucking money to grab yourself a seat at the Coliseum or at least get your ass to the Raider game once in your life because I'll tell you what, life is short. And if you love this team like I do, then you should uh, really owe it to yourself to get your ass out here and check it out. Because I'll tell you one thing, folks. When the Raiders turn this shit around and start winning games, getting out here and getting a ticket, that could be very difficult. Thank you for listening. This is Raider Greg, back from the dead. <laughs> you would think, huh? Absentee landlord, like Sean from the Raider Take, thanks again for that blog. Crazy awesome. Right on the fucking money. Let me tell you that. Thanks for listening, folks. I will be back again. I'm not leaving for good. Papa's home. This is Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.